0: Are you missing an opportunity to get your largest donors excited? If so, stick around. Welcome to All About Capital Campaigns, a podcast that provides fuel for your nonprofit's growth. Each week, Andrea Kilsted and Amy Eisenstein, co-founders of the Capital Campaign Toolkit, provide practical tips about raising more money for your nonprofit organization. Here are your hosts, Amy and Andrea. Hi, I'm Amy Eisenstein. I'm here with my colleague, Andrea Kilsted, and we are here to discuss the importance and how to get your campaign donors truly excited and engaged in the mission of your organization. Andrea, why don't you kick us
1: off? You know, Amy, I love the topic we've picked for today because it's a paradoxical topic. You may think that talking to the same donors, your lead donors for two gifts would be sort of off-footing. But I think when you talk to your lead donors about their capital campaign gift and an annual fund gift, and how together those can make a huge difference in the impact of your organization, you actually have a remarkable opportunity. That when you talk to donors, not from the perspective of you're coming to take their money, but from the perspective of they have an opportunity to invest both in terms of, of the growth of the organization with the capital campaign and the annual operating so that the organization is going to move to the next level and be healthy, that's the opportunity to make your donors feel like they are true partners in what you're doing. I think we often miss that. We shy away from it. We we I, miss an opportunity here.
0: I think you're right. It really is imperative that we're talking in partnership with these potential donors about the future of the organization and of the community and how they really want to be invested and involved. And that is twofold. It is both the capital campaign, the growth opportunity and getting the organization to the next level and sustainability and making sure that once the organization gets to the next level, that they are able to operate and function at that higher level. And both gifts are required. And donors should feel great about them once they've given. I always like to say that if your donor feels bad the next morning, you haven't asked correctly. You haven't asked well because they shouldn't feel like you guilted them into something or you twisted their arm or you made them feel bad. They should feel inspired. They should feel like they're really giving back. They're part of something bigger than what you had been before.
1: You know, Amy, many organizations that do this really well have a conversation at least once a year with their donors where they essentially talk about their investment portfolio. Now, I don't mean what the donors are invested in in the stock market, What I mean is how the donors are invested in their organization. And they actually will make a little investment report showing outstanding pledges, for example, showing that a donor has contributed, has made a a $250,000 gift to the capital campaign, that it's pledged over five years, and they have paid three of those five pledges, right? So of those five payments. And... They have also pledged in their annual fund gift, or they have given this much in their annual gift over the last years. And then they use that as an opportunity to have a discussion with a donor about what they'd like to do going forward. So they treat it as though it is an investment, which of course it is. It's the donor's investment in your organization. It's the donor's investment in their community. And I find that such a wonderful idea to consider, to really consider your largest donors as investors through you in the community you serve. You know, you would never look at a portfolio, an investment portfolio, and imagine that people wouldn't know what it is they're doing. It's the same thing when they give to your organization, that if they are at a level of doing complex gifts that are paid over time in pledges, It's very easy for them to get confused, very easy for a donor to forget what they've said. And if you actually have a conversation with them and say, this is what you've done, this is what you paid over years, this is the total amount you've contributed. And now we want to ask you to consider this. That's a really interesting conversation. Or maybe it's just
0: even a check-in, right? If they're mid pledge you're not asking them to consider anything. You're using it as a stewardship and a cultivation opportunity to celebrate what they've already done and celebrate what they've committed to and use it as a reminder and an opportunity to provide updates and ask questions, you know, get them to ask questions about where you are and how it's going. I think this is such an important idea this investment report, I don't know ex- exactly what you're going to call it. It has to fit the culture of your organization, but that's the idea. And one of the things that we worry about when donors make a multi-year pledge is that a development director will say, phew, on to the next donor and ignore them for three years. Right. But if you use this report as an opportunity for an annual check-in, update, celebration, cultivation, stewardship... Um, you will ensure that you talk to your donors at least
1: once a year. Right. It's such an important idea, you know, and it's flip side, Amy, of something we've talked about on this podcast before, which is the question that we often get about, won't the capital campaign cannibalize my annual fund? Everyone wants to know that. Won't the capital campaign, with people give to the capital campaign, are they going to stop giving their annual fund gift? And rather than say, oh, yes, we have to tread carefully about that, what we're saying here is you should lean into that, that when you have people who support you year after year and support operations, and then they are going to help you grow to the next level of capital needs right? You have the possibility, you have the opportunity to solidify your relationship with them, not by being worried about it, but by saying, listen, you are one of our key partners in helping us thrive and helping us do more to take care of our community. We're so pleased to be able to come to you, right? Here's what your investment in us looks like. And here's what we'd like to invite you to consider. So it's the flip side. It it takes a shift of your brain to get from being afraid to seeing it as a a real opportunity to forge a different relationship with your major donors.
0: Yes, I, I think that's such an important idea because you're right. So many fundraising professionals and volunteers think, oh, if I'm asking for a capital gift, I can't possibly ask for an annual gift. But That's exactly what you want to do. You want your biggest and best supporters to really understand and embrace this idea that there are two separate things going on here. There are the capital needs that are going to get you to the next level, as you said, and there are those critical ongoing expenses and needs that are happening underneath all throughout your campaign and will continue into the future. Um, And they are a critical piece of that puzzle.
1: You know, it's so it's so important, Amy, that we consider and reconsider and reconsider again our attitude towards our donors, that instead of thinking of them as sources of money, we need to think of them as investors with us. In making the community we serve better, right? And helping to accomplish our mission. Right. And, and if we can shift our mindset and it, and it, it's not easy again and again, we get sucked into money. We get sucked into how much money can we get? How much money can we twist their arms about? How much money can we, you know, go kaching in our annual, you know, in our reports? Right. We lose track of what's really going on here. And I mean, I, I've been working on a campaign where through the campaign, it's, it's a very successful campaign and through the campaign, the relationship between the leaders of the organization and the donors has grown and grown and grown. I mean, it, it, they have raised a lot of money. It has taken a long time. They have gone back to multiple donors again and again. They have involved donors in ad hoc committees. And I think by the end of the campaign, though, those donors will have given both capital gifts and very generous annual gifts. Every donor who did will feel happy to have been a special part of that campaign. Because they were treated like partners, like investors, not like, well, let's see how much money we can get from them. Yeah. Well, one thing you didn't mention
0: is that those donors gave expertise. They were really treated as partners. That's right. They were involved when there were questions or concerns that came up. Uh, The organization leaned on those people for advice and uh, went to them when they had issues or problems. They didn't hide or shy away from those things. And I think that that also is a critical piece of the puzzle. It isn't just about money. It's also about engaging people in the community in very real and authentic
1: ways. Yeah. I mean, it's so fascinating and, and I, I don't know why it's so difficult to keep the right mindset, but I know it is. I know it to be difficult. Even for me, it's easy to flip into into money mode rather than partner mode. Just to wrap this kind of put a point on this, as you talk to your capital campaign donors about an annual gift or you talk to your annual fund donors about a capital gift, rather than being afraid of that, rather than worrying that you're going to somehow offend them. Instead, shift your mind to thinking about them as investors, as people who will want to invest in the long term and short term health of your organization because they want you to do the work that they can't do. Whatever it is you're doing in the community, your donors can't do. Whether you're tending, taking care of animals, whether you're taking care of children, whether you're taking care of elders, whether you're educating people, what you're doing for your mission is something that the donors by themselves can't do. And they are investing in that through you. So can get that as your mindset, as your as the frame of your conversations, and it will help you not to worry so much about whether asking for two gifts at a time is a problem.
0: Yes. And if you want a professional partner to help ensure that you do this well and keep you on track, I would encourage you to visit the Capital Campaign Toolkit website, sign up to speak with one of our experts to help determine whether or not we would be a great partner to support you through your campaign. So thank you for joining us and we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining Amy and Andrea for today's All About Capital Campaigns. To learn more about them and their work together, go to CapitalCampaignToolkit.com. You can hear more from Amy and Andrea on a live webinar they host every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. You can join the live sessions and get your questions answered by signing up today at ToolkitTalks.com. And please like, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting platform. Thank you.